Welcome to I Quit Wine. I'm your host, Sarah, and I'm thrilled you're here. If you're sick and tired of having a little bit more than you'd planned to drink and you're ready to change your relationship with wine, then you're in the right place. If you have a serious problem with alcohol, this isn't the place for you. Please get the help you need. Speak to your medical practitioner. But if you're ready to live a hangover-free life, well, then keep on listening. I'm thrilled to have you here. Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host Sarah Louise Leather and I'm thrilled to be back with another episode of I Quit Wine and today I am super excited to be interviewing a very good colleague, friend, uh, sometimes client, uh, incredible woman, Leslie. Um, hi Leslie, you're very welcome. Hi. Yeah, and thank I'm, you for inviting me. It's, it's good. You're at, you're the first guest, the first guest. So that makes you very very special. <laughs> uh, so Leslie, um, I know I've known you for several years, and I know that uh, history of uh, when going from drinking wine to not drinking wine. So what can you, what would you like to share with us about before that, like before we met, what was it like? Because I know our histories are fairly similar in lots of ways. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say I started drinking in my teens um, and I always liked to drink. It, it, I was always the last one to um, to say, let's go home or whatever, for the reason that I wanted another drink. But I wouldn't say I drank consistently all through my life because I had children. I uh, it, it just didn't fit in with that life. I didn't have friends who were, who were big drinkers. But really, I suppose it started again when I went back to work in my 50s. I got a job, um, started working in London. And I had a job... Um, that took me around the world. It was a fabulous job. It was um, it was very full on, but it totally revolved around drinking. Um, it was a union organisation, very male, very very middle aged, and if you weren't in the bar um, keeping up with the boys, you didn't know what was going on. So um, I wouldn't say I was dragged to the bar kicking and screaming because I I enjoyed it, but it it was taking a toll. The, the hangovers, the not feeling congruent with who I really knew I was. But the thought of giving up drinking was, you know, it, it was only, it sort of came into my mind, but it was never a possibility. It, I mean, I wasn't an alcoholic and yeah, I would go for a day or a week or whatever if, if the, the um, situation was, was suitable and not drink. We probably drank as a family quite a lot. Um, I met my husband at university and our, I suppose our relationship was fueled by alcohol in those days. We were, you know, 18, 19. Um, I'd lived in Germany. That's probably where I learned to drink beer. Um, and wine came later. So it, it was just part of the culture. And my, I used to drink then with my children. We'd share a glass of wine when my son came back from university, lived with us. So it, it was just something that was part of life. But there was always a thought that this isn't doing me any good. I don't like waking up in the middle of the night thirsty. I don't like waking up wondering what I did last night. You know, I mean, it, luckily, I don't think I ever did anything too dire. But just I don't remember getting home. I don't remember. Oh, did I come home on the last train? 
falling asleep on the train and my husband being at the station at the wrong station to pick me up that was embarrassing um it was just it was just getting too much but then I left the job um I can't remember when 2017 um and I didn't really think about it so much but there weren't so many opportunities to drink um but I would always be the one who would seek out the friends who would join me um in a you know, I, I had a couple of drinking buddies. Um, and then um, I'll talk about your retreat. I, I met you just after I left work. I came and did a business, a business thing with you. And we we looked for the wine. I think we shared a few glasses together. Um, that, one in o- that was a month. In Oakham. Yeah, there were, yeah, there was three or four of us there sharing some red wine. Um, it was always red for me. Red was the big one. Um and I came to your retreat. You invited me on a business retreat to Portugal, um, which I was delighted to find that I could fund and, and go. And it, it was it was brilliant. And as I was setting off to it, I thought, oh, well, these, it's, it's a healthy retreat. It's in a beautiful place. There won't be any drinkers there. This will be a nice, healthy retreat. That was called the Healthy Wealthy Goddess Retreat. Oh, that's right. Yes. And I thought, well, that'll be good. It'll be a week without drinking. And of course, as soon as I got there, I, I sought out the few drinkers that were there. There were there. very few, weren't there? There were very I, few, yeah. I wasn't drinking, but... No, no, you weren't. I think there were, I think there were like... There were only two or three of us, I Yeah, think. like yeah. seven out of 11 or eight yeah. out of 11 yeah. were not drinking. No, and the wine was incredibly expensive. We were in a, we were in a hotel. hotel. Yeah. Um, we weren't going out to bars or anything. Um, I was super impressed that you weren't drinking. That was one of the things that made me think, oh, perhaps it is possible. Um, and so there were two days on that retreat in that beautiful place where I got up in the morning with a headache and I I felt like I'd wasted the day. Even though I joined in the day, I wasn't fully fully present. I was you know I was hung over basically and then it got towards the end um and I was going to be spending a day or two on my own in Faro we I, had a free I, day on the last day of the retreat as well yeah and I added on a day I think um and I love doing that so I stayed in a nice Airbnb and I was thinking and thinking and then that day I went took myself out for a lovely lunch I had two big glasses of whatever the wine was there, the red wine, which was lovely. Went to the airport, had a, had a couple more glasses, um, which was, I used to love sitting in bars at airports drinking. You know, it, it sounds like I was a bit of a lush, but it was just the whole ambiance of, of, of the nice big glass, the wine, whatever, and and feeling a little bit spaced out on the plane. That was always... An interesting yeah, and those first one or two glasses yeah uh, that that feeling of like it's it's a lovely feeling it is you know and some people get to the stage where even they don't and I have started experiencing that for my last couple of years of drinking a little bit every once in a while was that even I, I started not to like that feeling so yeah much. Which yeah, was, um, which was quite a relief. But yeah, that is that is. Yeah. And I think William Porter explains it so well in his book. Um, alcohol explained and alcohol explained. Yes, like yeah. the first two drinks, you're like 
two two drinks kind of drunk or you like blissed yeah. out really or euphoric or yeah. and 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 two drinks kind of drunk and then you want to keep replicating that so you keep going your brain's dying for more dopamine and so yeah. you keep getting trying to get back to that one or two uh drinks of good feeling but you're adding on to like then it's four drinks drunk and some people can do it you know they just I mean like my sister just stops when she's had enough yeah or or one drink or two like that too yeah yeah Yeah. so um I thought then I thought right this is it I'm not going to drink red wine again and it was exactly how I felt when I stopped smoking I'm very much all or nothing that was it stop draw the line and we'd done an exercise on the beach about drawing a line in the sand do you remember yes I do I didn't dare do that about wine but then that was in my obviously it was in my subconscious as well I was drawing the line I'd done the line on the sand so that was it so I haven't had a red wine since. I mean, that once was... Once you got on that plane, no more red wine since no, then. No, never, ever. Three years ago? It's. I think it can't be because of the pandemic. Before, I think it must be at least four. Be four years in, like, yeah. about a month's time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Amazing. So was that the end of your drinking? No, oh. no, because I allowed myself still... I, I was very much then on the journey of looking at podcasts, watching TED Talks, it felt informing myself but I I knew that uh the odd Prosecco or fizz for celebrations that was only um occasionally so I let myself do that didn't make me feel good and then there was beer now beer is quite a love of mine having lived in Germany um I I actually like the flavor so I found I began to find alcohol free beers. But what happened in the beginning was I would have an alcohol free beer and then that made me want a real one. <laughs> so I would do that. So that took a bit longer. It took a bit longer and it it was probably I don't know. And then I, I joined a group of other women who were stopping and it got to a certain stage where they'd all stopped completely. and They were counting days and I thought. I can't really count days that would be because I like I like the measurement thing I like you know duolingo how many days have I done so eventually it took me a long time I went on a trip to um, Russia with my sister and we obviously had to test out the vodka and the odd beer but I would always be the one who wanted another one there you know it's it's the old saying one is uh, one is too many and it's not you know and, and a lot is not enough yeah. Yeah. yeah I can never remember the exact quote yes but yeah um some, yeah you know one's too many a thousand's not enough but yes it's, that's it's, it, it. yeah that's like, it like yeah, I, I, I mean I was a bit of a lightweight I couldn't take a thousand and and I think that's part of like stage of life as well like yeah handle it in your you know teens 20s 30s um and but once you get into perimenopause and menopause forget it it's just screaming at you because I mean I hadn't even tied the two together but when I was young I would throw up which was nice I mean it wasn't nice but it was it was an end to it was an end to the drinking that night And it felt like you'd got it out of your system, even though you still had the hangover. Even though alcohol is absorbed straight, the only yeah. thing absorbed. Yeah. Before yeah. Like food isn't absorbed until it gets into the small yeah. intestine, whereas alcohol yeah. is absorbed straight into food. your cells, like, isn't it? Yeah. Straight in. That's why it yeah. goes straight to your brain. Yeah. yeah. 
and then yeah. your body your brain says like poison 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 and yeah. that's very very often we want but to then eat. later with with Everything the wine else. drinking i was obviously tolerating it which was actually scarier yeah you know i was getting the headaches but yes. i was thinking my body's getting used to this and, and then i started reading more about health um, I've always been very conscious of health. I lost both my parents young. Um, I'd never, never equated it with drinking. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it was they were big drinkers, but I always want to feel as healthy as possible. I don't like feeling under par. I really, I'm very aware of how I feel all the time. And um, just reading more and more, I mean, William Porter, but what's really done it this last few weeks last couple of months is the actual acknowledgement that it causes cancer yes. I mean that is not being publicized no. and I I feel really really angry about I that would, yes I would like to um I would like to contribute towards changing public policy around that. I would love you to, Sarah. Um, I you find it. it very hard. Okay, I'll do it in Ireland. Yes. yes, but I have. I find it. Yeah, I, I, if I could find a route that didn't involve my friends. I, 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 do you know? I don't know. That. Yes. Well, um, I don't have a lot of drinking friends. You know, I don't go out. I've not been a great one for going out with lots of women on not since I left work, but I have friends who will have some wine. They will, um, the, the one that really winds me up, okay, is my book, my book club. They always have wine and they still say to me, are you still not drinking? It's always the still. Is something you're going to get over. Yes. And I, I will say, oh, I am drinking. I'm really thirsty. Could I have, <laughs> could I have a cup of tea? Or I'd now take my own non-alcoholic drinks and I let them try them. No, you know, it, it's just annoying that they don't get something suitable for me or they'll say, oh, well, I've got water or. And I think most people, and I have had this thought before myself, so I'm not judging anybody for it. Yeah. I think it's like, why would you pay the same price maybe as a bottle of wine? Absolutely. Alcohol in it. And yes. I, was telling, I was talking on the podcast last week about how I went to visit my my son and his, his partner in, in Galway, and we went to this beautiful restaurant and yeah. – and looked at the uh, like looked at the the drinks menu, and um, his partner had ordered. Harry was a bit late coming in from work. Yeah, the joys of medicine. Um, yeah. the, and uh, and she ordered a, a glass of red wine, which is fine. She said, "Oh, they've got some lovely non-alcoholic stuff here." And I ordered a glass of um, non-alcoholic riesling, and it was so beautiful, and it was lovely really? having the glass. And yes, it was really. Um, it, it was beautiful and when Harry came in he'd had a busy 12-hour shift in in the ED and and he said what are you drinking and I said oh he could see that his partner had a glass of red normal red wine and he and he said what have you got and I said it's alcohol-free Riesling I said do you want to taste and he did he goes yep I'm having a glass of that he said like I'm, I just don't want to drink I want to go surfing tomorrow and yeah he, I think it's great that uh the younger generation are a lot more clued in my daughter lives in Amsterdam and when she comes back to Ireland she's kind of shocked continually mm. shocked about how much of the social life is revolved around alcohol in Ireland where yeah. she's in Amsterdam could easily go out for the night and nobody drink or maybe they'll have one glass yeah but they, it's not the going out to get drunk which it's is the great. same in France 
yeah, it's the same in France. And I, I think quite a few countries are going that way. Um, and I think since the pandemic, it's maybe got a little bit um, better in some places that people don't just want to go out drinking. Um, but I agree with you around the cancer thing. I mean, the um, the I'm going to link in the in the podcast the uh, the episode from the the Hooverman Lab about like yes. just explained yes. it yeah. so well, and yeah. it is yeah. like about the fact that there are not just no health benefits from wine; it's actually mm. there's no safe yeah. amount of exactly. Wine. But there was there was something having in the a glass of wine, but yeah. Like, yeah. It's no different for anybody no, else. No, but there was something in the Lancet quite recently about the links between, particularly, I think it was bowel cancer and breast cancer. Yeah. Now that's why I have difficulty talking about that with my friends, several yeah. of whom have had breast cancer. I don't want to be saying it's your fault because it may not be linked at all. No. But I still think I wish you weren't drinking now. Yes. You know. Yes. Absolutely. It's how to have that conversation. And I think everybody just needs to go on their own path. Yes. With, but they like, need the knowledge. They need the they information. They need the knowledge. And it is something that um, I do want to speak about. And I'm just like, I know I've got a part of my mission. I, I did this. I was at an event with thousands of people in London many years ago. And we did this big, huge visioning kind of exercise. And afterwards, they um, they asked for people to sit. And I was standing in the front row and I got on the microphone and I said, um, I just had this vision that I was sitting on the couch with Oprah. And <gasps> she, had my, she was holding a book with her hands crossed across her chest. And she said, she looked at me and she said, Sarah Leather, you have been responsible for saving tens of thousands oh. of women's Oh, my God, the goosebumps then. Wow. Tell us about it. And I thought, like, that's not a business coaching book. I was talking last week about how I've been running a very successful coaching business for many years, and and um, and the business coaching is a big part of it, and and how, um, how I thought, like, that's not – there's something else there. And I've always known that this is what it is, and I know oh, this yeah. is part – of why I continually went back to having a little bit to drink because yeah. I thought I decided in my mind, well, I can't be a leader in the alcohol-free movement if I occasionally drink. And yeah. it kept me nice yeah. and safe over my safe box of being a business coach. Yes. And I'll have to out myself as this person who has this massive mission. And it was just a couple of weeks ago that I um I was with in a in a business mastermind and I said, like, I'm ready now. I'm going to do this. Um and I know that, but like I I really do believe in 20 years time we're going to look back at alcohol just like we look at smoking now. Absolutely. You know what smoking was like when we were growing yeah. up. I was told yeah. coffee it would help get a you know help you cough and get your cough up and also by yeah. by my physical education teacher and my father, um and just seeing all of our role models smoking and drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and I think we're going to look at it later and go like, what? Wow. Yeah. Think? Yeah. What were we thinking? And it's the reason why I was talking to you about this earlier, about how I personally, I'm not counting days. I'm, I'm counting the yeah. times since my, I'm counting uh, towards I'm very close to having my one year, no hangover anniversary. So yeah. it's, like, yeah. And that yeah. having, a little, I'm just not going to say like, oh, you have to reset. So this is when, and 
like whatever anybody wants to do is fine but I know so many women give themselves such a hard time because they had a couple of drinks a month ago and they're like oh I have to go back I hadn't drunk for a year before that and I'm like no just like carry on you've still got all that alcohol free time which is amazing yeah you see I've got the counter yeah but I never look at it I have no idea what it says whether it's It's I think it's 600 and something or or whatever more than that uh, yeah no not since I had the wine you see and I didn't know how to put it in back to the wine but you know hey it's only for me isn't it I had one before that was um I got to uh I got to I think it was like 710 days and uh and then we went on holidays to we went to Gibraltar and we were going sailing for a week and on the plane I had no intention of drinking and then on the plane I started thinking like we're sailing and it's hot like it was like 40 something degrees there I'm like I will have to have cold white wine at the end of the day and it was just this and we were staying in Spain for a couple of days before we were going to the boat and it was so hot and we had three kids with us and Um, and we sat there and and I hadn't had a drink for two years I was one (gasps) one or two weeks short of two years and we were sitting there ordering dinner and everything and it just came out of my mouth like as if I'd been possessed by something saying like oh I think I'll have a nice cold beer I feel like a beer I was so innocent and my husband just looked at me like as if that look as if like I thought you didn't drink kind of look um and then he just thought whatever on holidays now and in my mind I was like I'll stop as soon as we get back I stopped so easily last time which was not true um and And it took another two years before I got anywhere close to stopping again because, and it was that just that little innocent voice in the head, yes, yeah. which it's the ego, it's our ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's the what, identity. Yeah, And that's what my new program, the I Quit Wine Academy, is all about. And it's about really working, doing the deep work. Because stopping, stopping yeah. is hard. It's yeah. staying stopped. Yeah, and yeah. It's not just the staying stopped. I spoke about it on the last episode of how we can just feel so um I felt like that that I was kind of a bit numb and detached. Yeah. Uh and I thought, yeah. well, would you rather feel drunk and hungover than nothing? Yeah. And that's where the voice starts coming back. But that's because the work hasn't been done. The personal growth work, mm-hmm. which is what I think stopping drinking is such a great call to grow a great call to actually have your best life I think it's Absolutely. the very first step yeah. of it and I think it's only 10 to 20 percent of it the rest of it is all the deep personal work yeah on yeah. really working on that belief that the belief that your life is actually better without it and unless you do that it will that stop start cycle yeah it'll continue and that's why now I know I won't drink again and I have no desire to drink again and it's about yeah and it's what I've received so many emails about is working on that the want you know what do you really want yeah the um you know what are you really craving what's really Mm -hmm. going on yeah Uh, and the uh working on that belief that like yeah Instead of having the FOMO that you think you're missing out on something, it's the JOMO, the joy of think like, no, thank you. You can go and stay over there and be be looking at the the bottle of wine in the middle of the table, wondering if you're going to get enough for, because of all the people that are around. Always, always. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. 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 I mean, now I do look at red wine and think, oh, 
I, I really sort of feel if my husband's glasses I, I couldn't show I have no I don't like the smell or anything yeah. it's yeah. it's really weird it's interesting because I used to work with smokers I don't know if you remember it was yes, quite a I long do. time ago and yeah um but it was also coaching and NLP and the conversations yeah. I had with smokers real smokers were very 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 similar very it was about their identity they didn't know who they would All be about the it was their longest that I mean alcohol is probably your oldest friend it, it's the thing that's been with you the longer than anybody anything oh know? absolutely I remember mm. my first like parents mm. used to give us wine on Sundays with dinner thought like teach us how to drink I see why would you teach yeah. children how to drink you know it seems our weird. Livers, like yeah. our livers and our brains can't actually handle it until we're in nearly our mid-20s no like it is crazy um that but we'd like every day witness them coming home from work pouring a glass of wine lighting yeah. a cigarette and going yeah just like they were just like yeah oh that's better now yes and I couldn't wait to grow up to drink and smoke and yeah. but even when we had this glass little glass of white wine with Sunday dinner mm. I was the one out of us three girls that was always Sarah you're drinking too fast Sarah yeah. slow down you meant to sip it you meant to sip it and I'm yeah. like Oh, I used to even think, like, what's the point of that? You don't get that little... And I was such a fast drinker. Uh, yeah, and I'm a fast eater, but we can get over that. <laughs> the fast drinking is just like, and it's, 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 it's like, and so many of us are the same. So, yeah. And there'll be times when, yeah, there were plenty of times I could go out to lunch and have one glass of wine and carry on with my day. Never quite like the way I felt like if I had had yes. wine at lunchtime, but... I was fine and I could easily say like oh I don't have a problem but it's like it's that that doesn't matter if you can do it every it's like how it makes you feel that's yeah. what it does. it doesn't matter how much you drink how often you drink mm. how what time of day you drink what mm. you actually drink it's just like how does it make you feel if you don't like that yeah. and you're not your life isn't getting better like it it's it's something to really explore and if you're even thinking about it, how it's making you feel, then it's obviously not making you feel great. Yeah. You know, like once that thought is in your to mind. This podcast, it's probably yeah. not making you feel great. <laughs> oh my God. I listened to so many podcasts and so many books before I actually took the plunge. I I I sort of indoctrinated myself and I just knew there was something better. It, something it was just better. being brave enough to take that that final leap. yeah and then you know having the information having yeah. the support to implement it to really do that deeper yeah. work um yeah. it's the whole reason i'm setting up the academy and um yes and uh it's it's it really is because I, I know there's lots of people out there doing this work, but everybody brings something different to it. Absolutely. And I know when you find yeah. you need to find your person. <laughs> you yeah. need to find your person that you think like this person can help me mm. get to the next stage of this. And yeah. it's and I think it's amazing to to have that available now. When I first started looking like I've been on this journey for well since I was around when I was about turning 14, I'm 57 now. So I keep saying 15 years, but it's actually longer than that now mm. when you do the math. Yeah. Um, uh, and there was nothing. There was AA and a friend of mine went to AA and I couldn't relate to it. No. I, I like one of a couple of my neighbors and things around here go to AA and I have heard them talking about other people. Oh, thank goodness so and so and so has come to AA now. And I thought, like, oh, I do not want the neighbors no. talking about me no. standing out in their fields and therefore the farmers talking about, like, yeah, so, they've come to AA. Who would have thought? Um, and although 
I think it's probably a very good idea to wear. Like I, I have no problem with the 12 steps and and uh, and I think like it's it works it, for some people, but it works, it works on people. the basis that you will always be an alcoholic. You'll always and, you, and the word recovery. I'm not recovering, I'm going forward. <laughs> and I've always thought like and and I really respect I have so much respect for the recovery movement. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. and but I like when I was drinking, that's every day was recovering from drinking. But now it's <laughs> yes. just like yes. I am like I'm reinventing. I'm yeah. like it's um like the yeah. the three the um the the three steps of um of the One Academy are are um release, reinvent, receive. And it is just like yes. about um yes. releasing all the things that are not working alcohol. Yeah, first one, but so much else, so much other mind yes. clutter. The yeah. the reinvention is the reinvention of the identity. Absolutely, yeah. um, it's and it's it all the, about the identity, the incredible yeah. life that is actually available to yeah. you. That and as women, we can find it so hard to actually hold up our hands and say, like, I want that. I want yeah. something better. Yeah. I deserve better than waking up in the morning feeling like crap. What I have, what I have reclaimed is time. I have. And that can be hard for people because they don't know what to fill it with in the beginning. Mornings. Mornings are my joy. I've always been a morning person, but obviously not when I was hungover. But I was always guilty that I wasn't out of bed and doing stuff because morning is my best time. And now it is my best time. I often um, joke that our house was a lot cleaner when I was drinking because I felt so <laughs> guilty about having a hangover. I had to clean the house. Like I was never oh, so wow. like, like I have friends that like if they drink too much, they go to bed for the day and their husband, even when their children were young, yeah. you know, like, oh, I'm just like, I need a day in bed. I'm like, had far too much last night. I felt so much shame. I did have mornings in bed because I day. couldn't do anything. I, I, I really was. But, but the other time I've reclaimed is if you're going out – say on a Saturday and it doesn't happen very often now after lockdown and me re rediscovering I'm actually an introvert which I didn't know <laughs> um, but I reclaimed the next day because I would keep it free just in case yeah. I knew I wouldn't put anything in early morning the following day because Absolutely. I would have been drinking yeah and you go to bed much earlier as well like when you've had I enough to bed so yeah <laughs> and it's like it's so early day is just yeah. like I like I just yeah. every single morning I wake up and go yeah. yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> and even if I've had a bad night's sleep even yeah. if I've stayed up late watching something that I can't yeah. stop watching or something which just doesn't happen but even yeah. even if it's like even when we have the puppies like we have the guide dog puppies yes. and like the first couple of weeks I'm we're up all night with them and everything and even when tired to the bone or sick or whatever yes yes never as bad as having a hangover I, never no never. it's the worst feeling isn't it and because the fact then that it's self-induced exactly and, and there is not just to your body yeah, yeah it's not just the physical feeling it's the shame it's the shame and guilt and i'm so, never going to do it again and oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. thank god i won't have to yeah, I know. Um, the um, no, you won't. And it's it's so amazing to get to the other side of that. So mm. we've spoken about a lot of I, the the purpose of this podcast was really to really look at the benefits of of not drinking because I think I I don't think we can hear too much of that. No. And I know, like no. when someone's in the early stage of their journey, they need to be told that so many times. Yes. yes. So for sort of early 
like early stages of of life after wine what would you say the the early benefits were or any any kind of tips for that kind of stage i i think like i say the the tips would be just be kind to yourself don't don't try and go on a strict diet and don't try and do everything at once but just just notice the times when you're feeling good um and the thing that really worked for me as well was getting out in nature and walking just walking and walking listening to podcasts i'm not not necessarily alcohol related podcasts but just listening to good stuff and and getting out and also chatting to pe other people who are doing it people who understand people like you um, i mean i know we had lots of conversations and um but i i have other friends who've also um quit the booze and people just, kind of come out of the woodwork don't they yes that i yes. am working with in business and they're like oh i don't tell anybody this but i stopped drinking six months ago and i feel so yeah. much better yeah and when when they i like i talk about like i've got this you know this type this passion project called i quit yeah. wine and yeah oh, my goodness me like i'm so pleased i yes because i know myself I mm. really struggle to have mentors that idolize wine and gla gla glorify wine. And I think in the Absolutely. business world, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that glorification of yeah. wine. Deserve yeah. on Friday, Friday wine, yeah. this and wine. That. I have, I yeah. have moved away from the the people who are talking constantly about, oh, it's wine o'clock, and 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 that really, you you do tend to change your who you hang out with to some extent. Yeah. Um, but so many more people are stopping and you, you do notice them, don't you? You do yeah. get to hear and of them. You do. You do notice them and you realise, like, like so many people say as well, they thought that everybody drank as much as they did. But when they stopped, they realised. They didn't. Like, no, it was me. It's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. And I yeah. even notice that now, like at family occasions or whatever, you really notice the people that are struggling as well, the people yeah. that are just oh. when yeah. everybody else is having a cup of tea. Or and they're, 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 they're still filling up their bottles. Like, and, like, yes. and I just look at it with, with compassion now and go like, thank God, I, that's not me. <laughs> yeah. But and the other tip I would give is find your substitute. Um we are so so lucky and I would have found it much more difficult to stop I know I tried when I was in Germany and there was nothing but fizzy water um there are so many so many good craft alco um, alcohol free beers it is exploding um the mocktail uh, won't call the mocktails the the spirit um substitutes I'm there's a new um shop in Covent Garden opened by Club Soda and I'm going down there next week to do some tasting. But I've bought this, I've bought a few things and have it in the beautiful glass. So if I'm in a pub and or yeah. a restaurant and there's no alternative but some nice fever tree tonic, I will ask for it in a gin glass, like everybody. And even else. if it's just sparkling yeah. water as well. I'm yeah, exactly. I, I want it, I send the glass back. And I say, look, can I have it in a grown-up glass? Yes. And so like I don't need a yeah. I'm not a child. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
yeah, I was with friends at, at this business mastermind a couple of weeks ago, and it was it was two of them were there were three of us. The other two were ordering a bottle of wine, which was fine. And I said, "I'm sparkling yeah. water," yeah. and I said, "Can you bring bring three glasses with that bottle, and yes. I'll have my yes. sparkling water yes. in there." And I said, "And can I have some slices of lime, some wedges, yes, wedges of always. lime? Slices yes. is enough. I want wedges of lime." Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, just asking for what you want, and yes. uh, and and even like a lot of people will check it out beforehand and yeah. make suggestions yeah. and stuff because mm. the more people that ask for it the more they're going to sort of get on side with it and yeah. have yeah. something besides normal soft drinks or horrible orange juice I've really noticed it because I was in Thailand for three weeks or more and um the, the last bit I was with my sister and a friend and they were doing the two for one margaritas that was a trigger for me I have to say I did love a margarita in the past and would they do virgin margaritas well they're just not set up they don't they'll give you something in a night they tried so hard because they're lovely people as you know so I would they, the fruit smoothies were amazing but you can only drink one you know there's a limit to how much you want a fruit smoothie um they tried to make mocktails but they don't seem to have the alternative spirit um, base for it so it's basically fruit juice and fizzy water in a beautiful glass I have to say but yeah. there's a limit to how many you want to drink of them yeah, yeah. and how much Absolutely. then then your friends start talking rubbish <laughs> <laughs> and and you know you can you can join in and laugh for so long but then yeah they, they don't notice when you leave anyway that's the good no, thing no, that is absolutely <laughs> you don't don't apologize if you've had enough and you're around people drinking a lot just go to the loo and go home <laughs> that's my other tip actually don't notice they don't remember the next day anyway when you left no no yeah and it's um and it's such a joy that yeah like, getting home early and yes. making a cup of tea or reading your book armies with your book yes. <laughs> yes. it's like it really is people talk about missing out I'm like no 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 I'm gaining everything all the all the, those lovely feelings and and health I mean my health is so imp it's my one of my biggest values I know and it's come to the fore you know I'm just delighted that I'm taking control of it um and, and I hear so many the effect people. of what might happen yeah yes yes I mean yes it doesn't protect me from everything but at least I know I'm giving it the best shot it's like it's it's at least 70 percent of all yeah. illnesses can be prevented for yes. lifestyle reasons alcohol exactly exactly and once better. once I quit the booze then I mean I've always been aware of what I eat but I'm perhaps it's perhaps easier well you don't have those um you know the you don't have to have the fried breakfast because you've got I know but you don't yeah, have to have the cheesy chips in the pub and yeah 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 and that that awful hangry or whatever you call it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah the yeah. benefits are um are, are like are just so 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 huge. My only regret is that I didn't do it sooner. <laughs> but then yeah. there are, must be people listening to this who are much much younger, they and there yeah, is nothing to lose. There is absolutely nothing to lose. There's only gain. Yeah, yeah. And if you are, you know, if you are someone who's been stopping and starting a lot just not that's not that's not a problem either it, no we, we all take 
as much time as it takes. But if you're stopping and starting, you're on the right trajectory. You know you're moving forwards. That's fine. And just be kind to yourself. You know, if you want to get there one day, that's fine. And if not, you've cut down, you're, you're having less and you are aware. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. it's having the that's awareness. About, yeah, having the awareness and really, really working on that um, that belief about mm. how your life and being really honest I think for me it was just yeah. about okay I'm gonna start really telling the truth here now yeah yeah telling the truth to myself and I'm I'm and if I do choose to mm. tell myself that lie that I need wine to enjoy myself or to relax or to enjoy a holiday or whatever yeah I'm I'm gonna do it from a place of choosing and choosing the consequences yes but knowing yeah that that it's not my best life and it's not yeah. what I'm here for. And yes. it's not, um, and it's, I think I can really see now that every time I drank, certainly every time I drank too much, I was just taking another inch of disappearing from myself, yeah. of actually, mm. actually being so inauthentic to who I was. Yeah. Totally. Um, and it, it took me a long time to get to that mm. place. That didn't happen in the first year no. or so of the stop start kind of cycle yeah. but now I can really see it I, I didn't know who I was like I say I I really thought I was quite extroverted and I was always the loud one and you know being funny I actually I'm still quite funny <laughs> I'm just not drunk <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely you're still you you're more yeah. You're more. Yes. You're probably funnier than yes. we were because most. I'm not slurred. Are <laughs> <laughs> you're not telling the same joke three times over. No. Um, and it's uh, yeah. I think that is such a thing. Like so many, I used to think like, oh, I'm 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 an ambivert. I'm introvert, extrovert. So when yeah. I'm out and about, I'm absolutely. That was the wine. That wasn't me. I'm actually, yeah. and I think menopause can make us more introvert. Yeah. Well, yeah. but most people discover when they take away the wine that are actually yeah. introverts. And we are, the world is set up for extroverts. Um, mm. So it is, and it is that that confidence thing. I mean, I remember when I, when I had the first time I went out, when I was 14, nearly 15, and went to a, went to a, it was a sort of a party barbecue kind of thing after a football match in Australia yeah. with all yeah. the, all the cute boys playing football and yeah. I went and the um one of the guys came up and said oh what do you girls want to drink and I said like can we have coke and he came back and handed us both a glass of beer and said um this is all we've got they only had beer to drink for teenage like 14 and 15 year olds yeah and um, that was all that was there to drink at this occasion and uh and I think I don't know did I have two or three glasses but I know oh. I know I was very unwell when I got home. Yeah. Um, I know my parents didn't say anything, even though it was, I must have reeked mm. of it. Yeah. Um, and, but the biggest thing I know is how I felt after I drank that first glass. Yes. Thought, that's better now. Oh, that's very similar to my first party. So, and I, was, yeah. I could talk to people. Because my mum was always saying she permed my mum's hairdresser and she permed my hair because she thought like it'd give me confidence and everything. I thought like it's not a perm that's it was the night. <laughs> um, it's not a perm that's going to give me confidence. It's beer. <laughs> it's alcohol. Yeah. And then on was just like like we you know it was just like this is what I needed. Oh, that's why my parents enjoy it so much after work. 
yeah. oh my goodness me this is great yeah. I love that I can do this now like how yeah. crazy is that yeah rather than yeah. learning ways of or, or or actually being okay with being awkward or being yes it's normal for a teenager to be awkward okay yeah just an emotion it's just a vibration in our body and it's not going to harm us yeah knowing different ways whether like now I'll do a little bit of like EFT tapping if I'm feeling a little bit and it could be in the car if I'm triggered by something or someone drives in a really bad way or I see an accident or something I'll just tap away on little points on my fingers or or just up here on the top of my chest I'll just yeah. do a bit of tapping and, and bring myself in and even go, just go off to the bathroom and do it yeah. um, and then I'm like and carry on now and take a few deep breaths and then carry on and know like this is okay yeah. this is normal it's 50 50 we're not meant to feel great all the time no no we need exactly. a drug to help us yeah. to feel somewhere yeah and that concentrated burst of dopamine we get from that is not normal from our brain like no. we have no. not developed in a way that we can handle that we developed mm. in a way that we would once or twice a year come across a crop of berries shove them in our mouth feel a little bit of dopamine and then it'll be months before we get any more. Yeah. That's the way we are meant yeah. to be. We're not meant to be knock, yeah. knocking back a concentrated no. uh, toxin basically that is yeah. going to go straight to our heads yeah. uh, and and cause all sorts of problems. So that's my yeah. that's my rant for today. <laughs> yes. No, I I'm I'm totally with you. I mean we don't all have to be extroverts in big groups I mean I'm very clear that I don't really enjoy being in big groups of women particularly I find you know I'm I, I like connecting with people one-to-one or, or two-to-one or something small groups so you can actually have proper conversations yes. yeah yeah and and I would not have thought that a few weeks ago or a few years ago yeah yeah yeah. No, I I yeah. would I'm totally there. I think we're um soul sisters separated at birth. Yeah. It's just like it's just like so similar to the way that I feel. Yeah. Um, and Leslie, any any parting words? If you were to if if someone who's listening um is just really struggling today with thinking their life is somewhat less than because they're not drinking anymore, what would you say to them? I'd just say be kind to yourself, sit with it. And think of what is better. Think, think of even if it's one tiny thing that you have noticed and, and, and you know, go and listen to something. Go and listen to one of your, your previous podcasts. Go and listen to a book. Go and listen to The Unexpected Joy of Being Sober. I, I, I love that book because she just notices time. I can't remember her name. Gray. Yeah, just notices teeny tiny things and find a substitute that you can put in a nice glass if you need it I mean for me a cup of tea does it quite often as well I drink more Absolutely. coffee than I used to but hey can't nobody's I've perfect. stopped drinking coffee for 30 years that's for another day but I really enjoy it now I, like I know well coffee. you can taste it you probably your, your taste buds were primed towards the um yeah. Yeah, yeah and I really enjoy it but I know now like whether it's sparkling water or a lovely um uh, virgin mojito or whatever yeah. it is yeah you want one I don't yeah. want 10 no no exactly and, <laughs> like, and it doesn't matter if it costs a bit more because you are only going to have one or two yeah. at the most and yeah but do, too. yeah do explore the, the money on yeah. explore yeah. the botanicals because I am now I mean my friends say well you know what are you drinking why are you drinking that and oh it's got no alcohol in it no I'm drinking for the flavor 
Yes. And there's no way you they will drink any sort of red wine, whatever, however shit it is. They, you know, they'll drink it. You give somebody a book club, you can give them anything in a, in a glass that is wine, and they'll say thank you. But I'm just enjoying so many different drinks, and the beers, as I say, are superb. Yes, yes, that's great. Um, that was that was a lot of parting shot. I know that's fine. We just like it's been much longer than I thought, but that's great. It's been there's it's been, been a so pleasure. Many nuggets and it's such a pleasure. And yeah. I know we'll uh, we'll be hearing from you again because I know I'm going to get you that would be lovely. Podcast, okay. And I think you may be making an appearance in uh, in the academy in Iquit Wine Academy. And if anybody would like to um, hear, I pretty much ready for release um so just uh you can pop me an email at iqw standing for i quit wine with sarah s-a-r-a-h at gmail.com or pop me a dm on instagram i quit wine underscore with sarah and i will make sure that you have what you need to um take a look and see if it feels like a good fit for you right now where you're at your journey and if you want to have uh just a much better life life after wine um it's that's that's what it's so you'll know from listening to the podcast if it feels like uh if, if it's the right thing for you at this stage so leslie thank you so much it's been such a pleasure having you here oh, you're welcome you're doing such a good job and i can't wait to see you with oprah <laughs> it might be Oprah. it might be the minister for health um yes. so we'll see we'll see what happens and uh thank you so so much leslie you're welcome Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to hear more, I would love you to subscribe to the show and a rating review would be so, so welcome. And pop along and see me on Instagram at iquitwine underscore with Sarah and feel free to pop me a DM and say hi and tell me what you've loved about the show. I'll be back with you really soon with another episode. Bye for now.